0: Everyone, welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch podcast. We usually watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it, but this time, a little bit different. It's a season recap. We'll get into that in a second. So, just a reminder you know, the reminder we always give there's a potential that you'll hear some spoilers as we cover this season recap it's not a spoiler-free podcast. Who knows what'll come up when Fish gives her predictions for next season or when we talk about their favorite stuff from this season. Could be spoilers because it's not spoiler-free. So I am Melissa and I am here with my
1: renaissance
0: co-host Fish. (laughs) Fish, (laughs) How are you doing today?
1: I am doing all things well otherwise known as a renaissance woman um yes i am good i've i am caffeinated i am ready to go
0: yes and you are placed in a very specific era <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, okay sometimes that's what happens when i look for words on the fly Um, that's good stuff. So what are we talking about today? We've already set it up a little bit. This is going to be a season recap show. We did it for season one. We did it for season two. And now we're doing it for season three, season three recap show. Um, I don't know. We just like to put a button on the season and talk about the stuff that really sticks out to us at the end, good and bad. You you can guess who does which parts. (laughs) And that, you know, we, we do, we go back through our notes. We look at what we thought about the different episodes, and then we're gonna, we're gonna bring all the bests and worsts of it all to you. And as we did with season one and two, we have a pretty similar format that we're adhering to each time. We are posing the same questions to ourselves that we've done in the past because it helps us track the progress and what we think about the show so i don't know anything else we need to say about the setup of this fish
1: i don't think so i think uh it's pretty pretty similar to last time we're just you know this season was different you said this season would be different and it was
0: sure well it definitely wasn't season one or two well it was neither of them i mean this isn't specifically a question but since we're starting with a more general thing how, in what
1: ways did you feel it was different? It it definitely was not as funny, I okay. would say. Like I was looking for what was the funniest moment. And, you know, there were many to choose from in, in the other seasons. But the whole tone of this season, I think, was much more dramatic. I think mm. they had some really great dramatic lines and writing and um, shots that they did. Mm-hmm. But it it was lacking in the lighter plot lines or at least okay. the lighter if there were lighter plot lines they just they didn't come to the surface you know it's mm-hmm. the way you've been saying that a and b plots are good and c and d or even b plots aren't that great um i felt that more in this season i think okay. than any other
0: Totally fair. Um, and that is kind of the interesting thing about going back through notes to try to answer these same questions, because there are things that also for me, I was like, oh, last time I probably had a lot of stuff in this category, and maybe not as many this time. So you're right. I also didn't have a lot for funniest things that happened this season. Uh, you know, we've had a couple of, of uh, fans of the show Felicity who've written to us and been like, and referred to seasons three and four as being more soapy. Um, maybe that's
1: what they meant, like more dramatic mm-hmm. less sitcom, more drama,
0: yeah, so well, let's get into it, shall we? um all right, look the first question is the perennial Ben versus Noel. and <laughs> we've just been taking each other's temperature on this every season to see where we stand with it. Um did you want who did you want me to jump in first on it, or did you?
1: Yeah, go ahead. I mean, we already know what your answer is. Yeah, we already <laughs> so know. I mean, all, you
0: know, this is like the least surprising answer ever. I'm I'm going to say, Ben, I think despite the, in spite of the Randy blip of the radar or moment, um, I think we saw a lot of good stuff from Ben in this season. I mean, we've seen him buying her art, Felicity's art. We've seen him... Uh, trying to make the apartment that she sporadically got work. We see him planning a surprise party for her. We, For me, a really, really big moment was that he he asked her mom to sit down and have a conversation. And I think that's a very brave thing for him to do. And I, I don't know that a lot of people would do a thing like that um, to sort of meet head on the the doubts that your girlfriend's parents have about you doubts you probably have about yourself doubts you think she has about you too and just to try to tackle it and have an honest conversation with the I don't know not in-laws but you know girlfriend's parents I think that was a very brave thing and then the whole back half of the season is really dedicated to Ben is changing and in season 2, they had this same like Ben's trying to find what he wants to do, but it was coming from a different place. And in a in a lot of those situations and it was something you remarked on, it was coming from the place of what would felicity like? Um felicity would want me to be a more serious person like Greg. This is this is coming from inside now. And you know, he's had a really triggering event and he's trying to figure out who he is. So I think a lot of that stuff I mentioned first was first half of the season. And then once you hit the back half of the season, Ben's on a more easy to articulate journey of like figuring out what adulthood's gonna like for, look like for him. So um, I'm gonna say Ben, despite the Randy stuff, and like when I thought about Noel, Noel comes off just so desperate to me this season. And the Jane stuff is really hard for me um, to get behind him with. <laughs> and like, uh, he, I don't know, he's just, he just often seems very unbalanced to me in this season. And I want him to take care of himself. Yeah, so that's, that's where I land with it. But what about you?
1: I wish I could remember or find my notes from season one because I remember that last season, I, for most of the season, I think I was thinking Noel and then I came down at the end of the season on Ben. Um, And I think it was the opposite the first season that I, you know, so surprised by how toxic Noel was. Mm-hmm. And how great Ben was. That sounds right. But at the end of the season, I think I came down on Noel. But well, Noel remember. had,
0: uh, Ben had some gambling stuff at the end. Yeah. He had the, I think, I think there was the, there the was introduction a fight, of maybe. the violent. Yeah. yeah I, I think I,
1: that's what happened. Yeah. Um, so I think I kind of switched those two um, seasons where it was like majority of the season one, but at the end, really the other one um this time i'm going full Noel, okay. which i find so weird um looking back on my notes because he was so toxic in season one and then he continues to have very problematic behavior um like there's no doubting <laughs> that and his insecurity is off the charts. So don't get me wrong. I don't think either of these, these men are perfect, but neither is Felicity, right? So we're dealing with imperfect people. Um, But whereas for you, I think the Tyra Banks, Jane stuff was like, particularly egregious. For me, it's the violence. And so I have to take into account all the stuff with Randy, he, you know, Ben has put somebody in the hospital and then he gets put in the hospital. And then on top of that, you know, when he gets out of the hospital, Felicity's just like, eh, takes him back. And, and then he's like unsure about Felicity and goes off with Avery, doesn't know what's going on with himself or his future. And he's just, He's really lost a lot of the time. And I feel like he takes his anger and his frustration out on Felicity at times. Um, you know, everything from like punching the lamp to like snapping at her sometimes. And it that really rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on the flip side of that, I see the, the things that Noel does. Like he creates the breakup kit. He creates the time capsule. He's there for her and he's ready for her. And I get that there is a desperation there and insecurity, but Ben doesn't know what's going on. And Noel is there and ready to have a relationship. Um, And not only that, but he is he went through his whole Leon phase at the beginning of the season and got back to his plan. He has a plan for the future. He's, you know, at least was trying to, to make it happen. Um, he's, you know, stable from that perspective and he's able now to set appropriate boundaries and say, no, like, This is what I deserve. Now, is he going to completely forget those over the summer? Possibly. Yeah, all
0: that's good until the last (laughs) two minutes of this (laughs) season finale episode.
1: I mean, Um, he walks back in. We don't really know what's going to happen. At least I don't really know what's going to happen. Basically,
0: everything that you put as a credit to him just now is like, oh, he has a plan. Well, that's blown to smithereens now. And he's got boundaries. Well, he's living in the same place as Felicity now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's like oh man yeah.
1: but the thing is like i don't know that right because it's like at the end of this episode like yeah he walked into the the loft but it was not clear that they were both gonna stay there okay um so for me it's like those little things it, it's the time and the effort and the cooking for her like when have we seen ben ever cook for her mm-hmm. did i miss it? um uh,
0: I mean I think we've learned that it's not a good idea at yeah. surprise party it doesn't,
1: it doesn't work out well um yeah. no I, mean, I
0: feel like Ben in the kitchen has proven at least once to be a horrendous <laughs> experience and so yeah. uh I don't know if that's like a blessing for you know like oh I cooked <laughs> for you oh should we get takeout yeah um well you can't
1: get takeout because you didn't get the right ribs see um yeah, ben I means, mean, it's a me- he's a mess. Look, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna argue that. But I mean, so uh, you know, do I think Noel is better for her than than Ben at this point in time? I think so because I think that Ben has a lot to figure out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. Noel just, I mean, he needs the right opportunities, but at least he knows what he wants to do when he's figuring out who he is and his own self-worth, maybe for half a second, (laughs) and it'll all go away. But it's, um, I don't know, I was very touched by, in particular, the time capsule um, and sort of his trying to say goodbye um and I just can't with the violence I just can't yeah so I you know it may change again next season um I'm still not taking back my statement that the hottest scene of the entire series so far is Ben laying on the bed um absolutely is but that's where I am with the two of them
0: well I support you yeah okay
1: But of course, forever, let's remember, first and foremost, I'm Team Sean. Team Team Sean. Sean.
0: Okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the next question, shall we?
1: Yeah. So, Melissa, what did you think were the major achievements that Felicity had this season?
0: You know... This was really easy to answer, seasons one and two, but not that easy to answer for me in this season. Um, I struggled with it. So let me let me start with this. With, okay, so honorable mention would be giving Ben an Al-Anon pamphlet, which sounds mm. like such a little no, thing no. to bring up, but I actually think... Uh, your mileage may vary on how much she actually sticks to that level of intuitiveness about other people. (laughs) That wasn't like the turning point where all of a sudden she's always cluing in but Mm -hmm. it was an important moment that she needed to clue into eventually with him. And I think to be able to get to a point where she can really embrace the fact that she doesn't fully understand the situation and that he, you know, the people around her may need more support and to be able to put that out there in that way, I think was something I know you had been wanting to see from her for a long time. And Mm -hmm. the fact that she wasn't doing it was showing like a lack of understanding and maybe even empathy or even just real world um, education about kind of like the complexity of some of the issues her friends deal with. So I made that one an honorable mention despite it being a quick moment in a scene because I think it meant something a lot bigger. Um, Another honorable mention for Becoming the fastest painter on the biggest canvases on the planet.
1: <laughs> Very nice. I mean, wow. <laughs> but also, also, she finally paints something.
0: It's true. She And it's on the biggest canvases ever. <laughs> and it's all, I don't know, what happened to those paintings? Where did they go? No one knows. Nobody knows. Um, so there's that. Okay, so <laughs> for my, for my more serious, serious answer I guess I'll give her a couple of professional achievements here she is now a professional artist she has sold a painting and or or a picture um and she's yeah and she's also uh I don't know for sure if she and Noel are being paid but you know loser pet store is now is now a thing with Icebox, you know, they got hired to do this, they were chosen over other candidates. And so um, she's had, you know, for the career path that she's choosing, she's actually had some accomplishments. I feel like in season one and two, I was able to point to these personal growth experiences that seemed significant to me. And I, I struggled to find that for this season. But but those are a couple of things that I felt like were a big deal for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but let's look at the reverse. What is fish? What is the biggest Felicity fail?
1: So I don't think it'll come as a surprise, but like bear with me through the explanation. Um, Felicity's biggest fail clearly was renting to Molly. And I get, that that may sound just like i hate molly but it's not it does that's fine it is emblematic of she just has like zero regard for like self-preservation she has rented to this girl and now there are drugs in the apartment and then she goes ahead and lets her like drug-selling boyfriend come and stay in the apartment um You know, she's taking Ben back multiple times after he's being violent and also taking off on her. So it's not just her physical safety, but it's her emotional safety. She never locks the freaking door, like ever. She goes to the frat alone. It's just sort of this complete disregard for her own well-being and for those around her that I think just is really overall encapsulated in like renting to Molly. And let's not forget, not only does Molly bring James into the picture, she also brought Avery in. Avery was Molly's friend and that's why she was at the party. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of this could have been avoided by just not renting to Molly. So your broader point
0: is definitely taken here and listeners, who here had on their bingo card that there was going to be some fish (laughs) hatred of molly on this season recap i you can't see it but i am raising my hand
1: yeah and Uh, for any of you like playing a drinking game at this point i hate molly so take a shot
0: yeah um it's it's great for all of us really that (laughs) molly is not a feature of season four because we need we need a new rant but i think this is uh this has been you've been consistent. If yeah. nothing else fish, you have been consistent about your feelings about Molly. Yeah. Um, um I wonder how many more times Molly stuff will come up for you. <laughs> I mean, she's around.
1: <laughs> yeah. She's definitely around. Um So that's definitely her largest fail. But in going back through my notes, I noticed this this was a trend throughout the episode, and it wasn't just Felicity. It was also Ben. It was a lot of Ben and like Noel was in there and just lying. Um, I mean, starting at like, hey, this apartment is great. Oh my God, look at all the bugs and the giant rat thing and what? Um, To like not telling him about Randy and Dr. Pavone's advice about that. And then, you know, going ahead and having to tell him not original, not like initially telling him that telling Ben that his father kissed her and just like being super awkward and Ben having to pull it like actually out of his father instead of her, uh, not telling Ben that she got that she had no kissed. Um, she keeps like saying she could take on everything and she can't. She lies to Julie's mom about her. I mean, there is so much lying going on in this season that it is, I just went back through my notes and I'm like, lie, 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 lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. Um. But, but Felicity is one of everybody. There is a, a lot of, untruth being spread
0: wow okay well let's get into the biggest shock or reveal of this season shall we
1: yeah this one I have an this is my like largest category I actually have a lot of things that shocked me about this season so I don't know if you want to I want to go first if you have like
0: a I specific have- I have four and I'm, these are in ranked order, top to bottom. Okay. Number one, Julie leaves. Mm. Um, I have to admit I'm somewhat mystified and bewildered by the listeners reactions to Julie. Like the community that we seem to be involved in appears (laughs) to hate Julie. Um, (laughs) However, when we when I look at like number of downloads of our episodes it goes down after Julie leaves. Like generally speaking, the the uh episode 3 of this season where um the hello, I must be going where Julie leaves is like one of the top two most listens of this season. You could say that's because she is leaving. But then after that, I do feel like there's a little bit of a drop-off and I don't know if this is called co- correlation or causation, but it's like, I, I don't know. I We say we hate her. I think I've I've perceived that as we hate to hate her, but I do wonder if we love to hate her sometimes. I don't know. Um I'm just so mystified by by the reaction to julie and i i it wasn't very much on my radar before we started covering the show in the way that we're doing so it's been interesting uh but i think julie leaving that would have happened in terms of what the writers were trying to do with the show if not first up that was happening in amy joe johnson's life right so i think it's inherently Mm. a surprise and i think that they worked with that pretty well um I think that they, you know, sometimes an actor will need to leave a show and the writers can't seem to handle it or don't do something that makes sense in the scripts with it. But I do think how they did it here, um, they had a real mystery around her. And one that was piquing your interest for a while. And mm-hmm. then it sort of, it it, it escalated. And Uh, I I don't know it made it made sense to me what they did to get her off of the show and it left room for her to come back Um, but it was surprising and you saw the road that we like if you if you saw that episode you would be able to look back and be like yeah okay they were building towards what could have been this but uh, I don't know that anybody had an expectation that she was gonna leave at least from the yeah.
1: audience i mean when i think about julie I, I do think we have a lot of benicity fans
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i think there's been pretty constant uh hate for anyone who gets between the two of them yeah that's um true. so i think that's probably part of it um but also she's a real downer i yeah. mean just the the plot lines that they gave her were were downers, but everything around her, I think, was a lot funnier, right? It was a lot, like, more upbeat. And then once she left, it was kind of like, now everybody has a downer plot. Hmm. So that also might have led to to people being not quite as interesting. That's
0: interesting. Yeah, they sort of concentrated a lot of the heavy stuff around Julie's character and then they had to sort of disseminate it after she left. So that is that is very true. Um, number two on my list is, and you just mentioned it earlier, Ben's dad kissing Felicity. It's yeah. like, what the actual? Um, <laughs> yeah. And the title of the episode is, was what, Kissing Mr. Covington? And it's, yeah. and when you were guessing what was coming for that episode in initially you didn't guess that and I was like oh my god this is going to be really upsetting for fish
1: Um, well I think what I said was I really hope it's not yeah that's right I waited it
0: was right before we watched the second like so when you made your predictions from the episode before you didn't have that on your bingo card and then but you guessed a lot of other things and then right before we watched it you were just like I hope I really hope yeah This has nothing to do with Ben's dad kissing her. I was like, um, yeah. I apologize for what you're about to experience the next 45 minutes.
1: Um, I just couldn't even conceive that that would be the thing. But then I had a whole week to think about it. And I was just like, oh, don't be that. Don't be that. Very
0: disturbing. It's just, there's no excuse. There are no excuses, Ben's dad. Correct. Ah, I'm going to make it a little lighter here number three we have new credits yeah shock reveal
1: uh that that was surprising
0: yeah uh moving on (laughs) (laughs) because we don't even want to listen to them um this is my last one but some might say that this is the biggest one biggest shock or reveal of the season the colorado job falls through (gasps) I i
1: have that too oh my god <laughs> not the boulder job i was yeah. so upset i mean it like ruined my day devastating just, we were was. hit
0: our everything was riding on it everything I,
1: yeah. for
0: hours and days and months <laughs> uh, years years or the actual minute and a half they let that be a thing <laughs> I don't even know why they introduced it.
1: Because it was so important. So they could rip it out from underneath us. (laughs) It's like putting it in has brought
0: us nothing but joy because we have just made so much fun of it. But actually the best thing to do from a writing standpoint would be not to introduce it if you're going to (laughs) introduce it that way. Just like tell us the episode before that he's considering a boulder job or never mention it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were trying to make it seem like these people are not asleep at the wheel of figuring out what they're going to do with their summer professionally. (laughs) But I am how hysterical that Colorado job. Uh, Okay. So those are my four okay what are your biggest shocks and reveals of the season
1: so i have two and then i have some runners up okay so my biggest like my two biggest shocks first one did involve julie which Mm -hmm. is julie decides not to give her dad a kidney and he dies i was just like oh so Mm -hmm. that's how they're ending that (laughs) well okay (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it absolutely was just, brutal it's like really all right i guess after that it made sense that she exited um but yeah i was just like okay and and the other one that i just it it was just really surprising and seemed very out of character is felicity gets blackout drunk and plays strip ping pong with randy yeah yeah I mean, even if they didn't actually sleep together, which, you know, I don't believe they did. Um, that whole thing, I, it was just so not Felicity.
0: I just really disliked that episode, top I, to bottom. Yeah. Every part of it, the B plots, everything. C yeah. plot, D, like all of it. <laughs> um, and it how all great... those ladies just left felicity alone right on come on folks not better
1: friends exactly um so then yeah I had a number of runner-ups that were just like wait what uh so number one has to be that Ruby's baby is is just like a baby <laughs> like, there's nothing special about her at all. And she plays no role in in any in the entire season. I mean, I had all kinds of things going on. I mean, Ninja Baby and like crashing the entire New York power grid baby. And I mean, but she's I, just. I credit myself
0: with Fish yeah. thinking catastrophically about <laughs> Ruby's baby Eva. All.
1: The entire season, season
0: for <laughs> 17 episodes. That was a gift to you, listeners.
1: You're welcome. Um, shock number two, Al's Alive. I mean, who saw that coming? I did. Right? Of course. Of course you did. Um, I didn't see it coming. Al's a um,
0: Heartthrob and <laughs> should be considered no less than that. If you had your... You're like you know, in those met ma- in magazines when you had those inserts with the posters. Pro- mean, that probably still exists. Like Playgirl. <laughs> no, like any you know, like even teen magazines, they would have like inserts with, the, like your favorite boy band or something, and you could put it up on your wall as a poster. Um, oh,
1: See, I want to of out. Difference, but, hey, di- difference between uh, Melissa and Fish here. I went Playgirl. She went teen magazine teen band slash 80 year old man yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right but hey we we have decided and established that he is alive and helped uh Richard to punish Noel yeah so he's alive alive and kicking still there okay um third one Noel is still married like what like it was clear they had the whole episodes about like impotence and getting annulled, and then all of a sudden, still married. They really yada yadda through that, didn't they? They did. I and, feel. And the like thing is, like, I don't even know.
0: Wasn't. Do you think you would have clocked that if I hadn't told you? Because season four, I feel like he gets an inheritance check, um, which is why I remembered that he stays married. But they—it was sort of a throwaway line. I want to say they
1: mentioned when I went back in my notes, they did mention it at least twice. Okay, that he was, and I did write it down. That it, like they missed he was something. still married.
0: They really, yeah, because they
1: definitely said he like wasn't married anymore, and then all of a sudden he was still married. Yeah, I was like, Meh. it's like Schrodinger's marriage. I don't know.
0: It it kind of is. I think that is something that it feels to me that they if they were thinking about it enough to plant a couple lines in there like, oh, Natalie's in Germany with like, you know, like if they were if they were thinking about it enough to plant those lines, even if you don't know that in season four you're gonna have no actually get an inheritance check. Uh we just the I don't know, something was missing from the writers. I it might have been just a scene. It might have been, it might have been an episode where he had a B plot. Uh I don't know
1: um i cannot explain it yeah it's
0: it's
1: tough yeah um and our last big shock which took a really long time not as long as ruby's baby but a really long time for us to figure out it's elena and megan that are roommates oh yeah right yeah surprise also because i think they'd kill each other but they don't probably because megan's over at the loft all the time but still, yeah.
0: yeah, that is considering how much shifting there was in the like who, who was that, who was actually in the apartment. Yeah. Um, did Julie Julie had her own room, which Felicity ended up moving into. Yes. Where was Molly? I think was she there had just her another yeah. There was her own room. Yeah. So then Megan and Elena were just always together.
1: Okay. I guess so. But like Molly spent a lot of time sitting on Megan's bed and like doing Elena's toenails and all that kind of stuff. So.
0: Yeah. I guess you don't know how to, you know, like it's, it's tricky if you know that you've got somebody coming in from studying abroad and you've never met them, I guess it makes sense to give them their own room because you don't know them. Like hopefully yeah, I mean, it clicks, but.
1: They could be like a crack addict and like need space to smoke their crack in a crack pipe
0: yeah remember what that looks like sort of <laughs> and yeah. of course my
1: last one was that that ben's job fell through in colorado but uh but we've covered that one but
0: obviously that was so big that i also mentioned it um it's yes. not so it's funny that like we didn't have overlap on the other things
1: no no overlap but that one that's yeah. the one it was a big deal it was yeah. a really big deal
0: well, I think we both acknowledged that this next category was a challenge for, or at least didn't have as much fodder for us as it has in the past. So funniest thing that happened this season.
1: Hmm. So I have my funniest thing. And then this one just has like a bunch of runners up again, just okay. like little moments, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so m- my funniest thing, I think that I started laughing the most at was when Megan and Sean are having their couple couples counseling and Dr. Zwick thinks that they are married and Megan ends up having an eyeball on her ring finger. Mm -hmm. That, that was definitely, uh, my moment. I was just like, yeah, mm -hmm. this seems, this seems right. All, All is right in the world. And, uh, Loved it. Um, so, quick honorable mentions. Richard dances with a tree. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elena kicks Richard in the head. Okay. Also amazing. Uh, ben calls Megan from Southampton looking for Felicity. And we saw how that ended. Mm-hmm. And of course, the seance for pickles.
0: Wow. Okay. We had one overlap there. I have an overlap with one of your things and superlatives, but um, I had two. One of mine was Richard dancing with the tree, which just amazing was something I've missed on every viewing of this show previously and uh, caught it this time. And there was actually more than one shot of him dancing with the tree, um, which I found when I went back to get a still. (laughs) <laughs> so it's uh like they have the close-up shot and then they have a wide shot with him in the background dancing with the tree so uh, it's um ah what a beautiful thing uh, it really is so it's weird and amazing. so on point with his character like how people even come up with this i don't know um but my other moment was everything that happened in the, in the christening the first episode mm-hmm. when things went totally awry in the apartment at the point when the lamp catches fire.
1: Ah, yes.
0: And Ben runs out to get a fire <laughs> extinguisher, and he's like, he comes running in. He's like, clear, clear, <laughs> down, down. And then he sprays the fire extinguisher. And then when it goes out, and he has to explain what's like, I think Javier's there, and he's like, what's just, you know, what's going on? He's like, it's just some fire and bugs. Fire <laughs> and bugs. bugs. <laughs> um, just those my two life things. Now. The Clear, Clear, Down, Down, and (laughs) Fire and Bugs are just wonderful moments of television for me. (laughs) Uh, So I wanted to find something in the null existential crisis piece, but for me, those two things were like the top.
1: Yeah. And um, I I didn't clarify at the time, the the seance for Pickles, the actual seance wasn't the funny part. It was the fact that when I heard it, I thought they were actually doing a seance for like pickles yeah yeah that that image will now stick with me forever like ouija board please tell me what my vlasic classic pickle is thinking okay Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah well don't we all want to know um okay. okay all right shall we move on to our next question fish
1: i think so Melissa, who was your favorite minor character of the season?
0: Okay, so I listed on the side, like, a bunch of people, and then I decided I wanted this to be um, a mostly women segment for me this time, because there were a lot of really strong female characters this season that came in as minor characters. So, of course, number one, and I, I don't feel this needs explanation, always number one in my heart, Havon! um but let's move on to the the things you wouldn't expect me to say. So <laughs> I've got the next three are sort of grouped together because I think they're all really interesting women characters that they brought in, first being Natalie. Um you know, when we really sat with it, Natalie was pretty cool. Like Natalie was fine. There's no reason to call Natalie the devil. She is a free spirit. She has a different outlook on life. Um she she was actually downright reasonable for her she background.
1: Went, she went to protest for Greenpeace. She, yeah. you know, she was always dressed in like amazing fashion. Plus she loves Doritos.
0: That's the thing. Now second on my list is Jane and Jane oh, wow. though huh? I apologize to you Jane for the horrific storyline they <laughs> embedded your character in what an interesting person like the most fleshed out character we've had on this show <laughs> and that includes Felicity herself they gave us such a wealth and they, and they had to do it for the storyline she was in because Noel had to be stalking her and following her. (laughs) And so he needed to find out all of her interests, Mm -hmm. but Jane had direction as a student, but she also had subjects she was passionate about. She, you know, had this whole background in, was it math? Um, you know, she was
1: it was something related to no polynomials
0: it was like, or something yes. class that she was taking. But then she was like, you know, studying dance and she had all these artistic interests and she she was well read and she had friends. She had multiple friends that she was referencing throughout the show. Um, she had a love interest other than Noel. She had <laughs> um yeah, like, I don't know. She had different types of cuisine she was interested in. She had hobbies. She did yoga. She was with, you know, she was at the senior center. She was a really interesting person. And they kind of lucked into creating a character that great because of what they were trying to do with Noel. But when Jane stopped being on my screen, I wished I could have gotten to know her. I wish I could have gotten to know Jane in real life. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to give some credit there because I thought that was really cool to see somebody with so little screen time be so, uh, have so much going on. Um,
1: And then... Well, it's interesting because I actually really didn't like Jane. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like... (sighs) she she was just distracted a lot of the time and i think the way i described it was like that person who's like looking for somebody better to talk to or she'd be on the phone and then she'd touch noel's arm and like just not really she wasn't really concentrating on and that part turned me off and then also with noel saying and doing so many creepy and obvious things around her it just made her seem dumb And I just thought that was really unfortunate. So between kind of those traits of like, just the distracted, I'm up in the clouds, and I'm kind of dumb. I mean, it was great. She was interested in a lot of things, but I don't think I'd want to hang out with her.
0: I think the the distracted piece, to me, the stuff that Jane had committed to, she was committed to, it seemed to me, like she was there and she was present. She hadn't committed to Noel. Noel was specifically trying to insert himself into her life. And initially, she thought they had nothing in common. And he was just the IT guy who was she was never going to see again. So the fact that she wasn't really paying attention to him, I think, makes a lot of sense because she didn't think that was going anywhere. Um, I think
1: that speaks to her character, that she she doesn't treat people who are, like, helping her with her IT problems well. Like, it's kind of like how you treat a server at a restaurant. Like, you then, make eye contact. You're yeah. nice to them. Like, you're a kind person. Like, it just seemed like she kind of felt like maybe she was above it all.
0: I don't know I guess I thought she was fine in those interactions where where I would equate it differently is like it's one thing to be kind to your server in the restaurant but then would you expect to keep seeing them repeatedly outside of the restaurant where they had
1: served you um but Noel was sitting there fixing her computer mm -hmm. and she was like on her phone like you know just not paying attention
0: are you supposed to be over the shoulder of the person who's fixing your computer? I mean, I
1: don't know. No, but like, I wouldn't be over their shoulder, but I would like say hi, make eye contact, and not like sit next to them and like put my arm on them while I'm talking on the phone to somebody else. And I don't know. It just it seemed like she wasn't all there when it hi. came to well, her.
0: Well, as you can see, all. listeners, once again, Fish and I disagree yeah. on this. And. <laughs>
1: I knew that at some point, I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, clucking to end an argument. Um,
1: so but as I was saying about Jane, Okay. No, I'm kidding.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> um, One more serious one, which is Avery. I mean,
1: wow. Really made interesting. Your favorite favorite I mean, well, I
0: mean, I guess there's a lot of ways to look at favorite, right? I mean, yeah. it's really interesting. And she gave us a lot to talk about. And she was very, um, I don't even know if polarizing is the right word for, people had a lot to say about Avery. And triggering. I feel like that is the sign of a character that's doing what the character supposed to do. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we weren't bored by her. We were, we were invested in what was happening in reaction to her. So I think that uh, you know that the people the three women that i just named are like so different Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: i I just liked that they all had a presence on the show and of course i have to add one more not
1: a woman but i had to add him valve E. Valve e howard he's my favorite minor character of the season Yes. talk me through just it
0: Fish. just talk me through it i mean valvey howard come on you
1: know yeah i mean he should be under. Of, of course um like he definitely because of us really you should be under like funniest thing that happened this season it, uh-huh. it, it wasn't supposed to be funny maybe in the actual show mm-hmm. but it brought he brought so much joy
0: he was
1: the biggest Valve in the world. Right. And continues to bring so <laughs> much joy to you that there's just no way. I only have two favorite minor characters. One's a runner up. Valvey Howard is my number one favorite minor character of the whole season. Oh I will just never forget our discussion of Valvey Howard. Never
0: forget never howard.
1: never forget
0: um no. yeah yeah that's awesome
1: he's it he's it for me uh that's it alvey howard
0: okay but who was yeah. your did you say your runner-up
1: ahead I, I did have one runner-up who's deforest because who doesn't love keenan and i was so sad that he was you know down on himself but also loved karaoke loved that he um i don't know just opened his heart to elena so she could stomp on it um but still he tried and i don't know i just he he is eeyore but he's like a lovable just want to like hug him and like cuddle with him forever um Eeyore so I hope I hope that DeForest finds himself a good woman who loves him for who he is and um you know look go forth and be happy DeForest
0: okay I hear you I hear you on that fish well let's move into Let's move into superlatives. I, of course, am yes. going to do the five best, and Fish is going to do the five worst. Fish, who do you want to start this one?
1: I think we have to start with the best, right? Okay. All
0: right. So, you know, initially when we conceived of this this one, it was Melissa, five best, Fish, five worst, and we've never honored that ever, mm. and I'm not going to start now.
1: So. I did.
0: <laughs> okay, good for you. Good for I know, you. know, right? Like, I had a slightly longer list, and I called it down to four, five, six, eight. Okay. That's not too egregious. It's, it's not. Um. So I've got... Th- this isn't really in any particular order. So most mature character moment. Tracy supports Elena around the McGrath situation, despite the fact that she just cheated on him with Finn, and he knows about it. Yeah. I was pretty blown away by that. I think um, you know, that's where we kind of talked about this idea of being able to put something on the shelf to to be there in a moment of need. Mm-hmm. And Tracy definitely exhibited that there, even though we now know that it's pretty much a season-long issue for Tracy that he's trying to grapple with uh, the Finn thing. And the yeah, he just he, and then and then the sex thing, and it's like, it's so complicated between them. And I think the Finn issue really highlighted an under, underlying issue. And yet there he was, ready to give Elena a talk of encouragement when the McGrath, when Elena got named on that list of people McGrath might have been with. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. I've got some some sort of scene work, cinematography, camera work, a few different things here. Um, so the first one I have to I have to mention this: the Molly and James scene,
1: yeah. uh,
0: where they're breaking up, where Macy Gray, specifically the version with Macy Gray singing still, was just such a beautifully done scene creatively conceived putting Ben across the street and having the camera look through oncoming traffic that was passing. And it's a little hard for us to see what's happening, just like it's hard for him. Um, You know, the choice to make us not hear any of their dialogue Mm -hmm. and just see their body language really resonated for me.
1: So absolutely 100% agree with that one.
0: Yeah, I loved that. And there was and you made a point when we started this that, you know, there was a lot more dramatic work in this season. And I think the fact that I've got three in a row superlatives like this goes to show you that. So I put most haunting scene. Um, Avery dies in the ambulance and just the camera work there, the way that we get a tight shot of her face dead
1: mm-hmm.
0: as they're shocking her.
1: Um, yeah. Her eyes and like the power of her face on that like tight shot as her body like arches is definitely a scene I will remember.
0: Yeah. Um, And I'm, I also added one for, I'm going to say best camera work in the whole episode of Blackout, which isn't an episode that I really thought I would uh, be remarking on in this way. But when I looked back at it and it was a nightmare for our notes because they, (laughs) (laughs) We're just, the camera never stopped moving. It was, it was like tracking one person and then it would track the other person in the scene. And then you would keep following the lever out of the scene into the next interaction they had. And they just haven't tried to do that kind of thing very much on this show. So it, it came off as, um, I think because the episode is a little bottle episode anyway, not exactly, but a little bit, um, it really worked to play with a different style and they just did some cool stuff there. So yeah. So I I loved that that one too. Yeah. So I've got four more. Um, and this is one you mentioned earlier in a different section, best, I don't know whether to classify this as best chemistry or best telling off of a person uh (laughs) Megan telling Ben off over the phone in the breakup kit you know he calls her all he wants to know is if Felicity's there Felicity is not there but Megan (laughs) doesn't tell him that and spends at least a minute to a minute and a half berating him with Ben (laughs) continually interjecting is she there and then finally she gets it all out of her system and he's like Megan, is Felicity there? She's like, no. And she just <laughs> is And I love that they then cut to Ben. And he's just like rubbing his hair really vigorously, frustrated. Um,
1: it's like a, yes, it's a very vigorous forehead rub. And his whole face is just like scrunched. Like, I knew she was doing this to me. And yet I stayed on the phone.
0: <laughs> I'm such a sucker. <laughs> I think they have such great chemistry, those two actors. We do every single. They don't give us a lot of scenes between them, but, but when they all do, hilarious. It's so great. I remember what was it? The scene where he was trying to figure Came out to where the Felicity door. was, and yeah. he, she was with Greg maybe. Um, and yeah, Megan comes to the door, and I don't know that whole bit. I, I just. There's they don't get a lot of stuff, but the stuff they get, you know, it's going to be solid gold. Yeah.
1: They figured out their dynamic early and it's just been paying off.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, best beef stew
1: and Eunice's beef stew. Best and only.
0: Best and only. Best way to end an argument.
1: Hmm. Huh?
0: And last, but definitely not least. <laughs> best theory other than relativity Mm -hmm. money always works itself out
1: oh yes very good yeah very good
0: that's i I had to get in there somehow the whole that whole richard bit in the anti-natalie intervention episode loved it yeah and I, I, I don't know. I might just mention this. This is not this, this was left off of my list, but I just really enjoyed this isn't a superlative per se. But at the point in that same episode where Richard is like visceral means feeling, <laughs> I just feel like there was some writer in that room who is just like I have had this conversation one too <laughs> times and I'm putting this in dialogue so I can maybe make it less prevalent visceral means failing. like it just is so like a writer on their last nerve yeah you know I just loved it
1: those repressed English majors that That's end it. up on TV writing brilliant mm-hmm. brilliant life choice
0: oh man um, well, fish what are your worst
1: yes so I only have five although I also I mean okay last time I stole a best because I was the optimist once um this time I'm stealing a best just cuz okay so uh worst abuse of power Mm. Dean Allison telling Alina that peter is a friend in his office right dean allison we were sick of it you just we're done we're done with you dean allison don't show your face again yeah um worst couples exercise i love my partner but Mm -hmm. bad idea Bad idea. Dr. Zwick, come on, send Sean out of the room crying. Mm-hmm. Not good. Not good. I hear ya. Uh, most manipulative, Avery. Uh, worst music, the new opening theme song, which I only listened to once yeah. and is still stuck in my head. So yeah. yeah. It just, it lives rent-free in my brain and probably will forever. I hate it. can you become,
0: can't <laughs> you become a new version of you?
1: No. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the worst is Molly. Yeah. Yeah. You knew it was coming. Yeah, I did yeah
0: i didn't but i did come yeah, on you, listen you to you all did. of us yeah
1: everyone know. take another shot um and i'm stealing a best so the best uh shape of mac and cheese is loaf
0: oh come on
1: <laughs> and that's why it's still a worst <laughs> because it's still a cynic thing but i used a best to make melissa upset
0: <laughs> i have literally never Ever in my life encountered <laughs> loaf mac and cheese. Okay? Well, Fish. Uh we have added a section. Well, we added it last time. Yeah. Fish's quick take on fashion.
1: Yes. Last time may have gone a little overboard. So this is going to be a <laughs> quick take on fashion as opposed to the comprehensive extensive take on fashion
0: you did some serious investigative journalism last time and we appreciate you
1: and all your work it was a lot um all right so best outfit we have a tie here have to mention it sean and assless chaps amazing leather daddy sean is the best sean
0: some of us might
1: have seen it as cop, <laughs> Sean. Uh, they would be incorrect. Um, <laughs> assless chaps and cops, unless it is somehow a weird stripper thing. Um, no, that's that's not a that's not a thing. Um, although, I would watch that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of cops, it's assless chaps and cops. Um, and the second is Felicity in the silver top from mm. the Christmas party. Yes. I mean, that was like a red dress moment for me. I mean, that was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous.
0: Was it? It was just a top, right? It wasn't a It ball. was just
1: a top, yeah. Yeah. But it was still freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, so best accessories, Megan's earrings especially the Queen of Hearts playing cards and the babies. And I noticed when I went back through my notes, she wore each of them at least two or three times. Like I, the, I noticed and wrote down. Mm-hmm. So these were just, I mean, precious. I mean, who has just like naked babies, like inch and a half tall naked babies, naked babies I don't our ears Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh loved it I loved it um okay. we're stressed like without a doubt Leon oh, I no. mean man has not showered ever um since becoming Leon so he just had so many buttons that were not used so many buttons that weren't used Mm -hmm. um yeah leon and best dressed i have to give it to her avery Mm. she was always dressed that there was not one outfit that she wore maybe besides the like hospital gown that i didn't absolutely like love and took my breath away wow i know
0: avery continues to be controversial there you have it yeah this is quick take on fashion yes well let's get into our average ratings for the season now obviously we've, we've got a couple seasons behind us now so there'll be some comparisons to be done but first Let's talk about fish, your average ratings and mine, and then we can talk about combined and then we can compare it to previous seasons. So there's going to be a lot of numbers and math, but the good news is there's not going to be as many numbers and math as there was the first season (laughs) when we tried to do this and there was like wonky ratings. Um, So uh, I've calculated this two different ways. Like we've done average with all scores and then we've dropped high and low and looked at the average just to see what what kind of compares there. So fish, your averages for season three, um, if we just do all episode scores, you had 6.59 out of 10 gloves.
1: Well, that's definitely the lowest.
0: It is, uh, season two, you were up at 7.67 season one. You're up at 7.27. Um, if we drop the high and low, You're at 6.73 out of 10 gloves. So it goes a little higher.
1: Not much. Um, Yeah.
0: But the previous, both previous seasons were in the seven range for both of those things. And then for me, if I factor in every score, this was a 7.35 out of 10 for me compared to 7.59 and 7.79 in the last two seasons. If I just, if I do dropping high and low, it goes up a little bit. So 7.5 out of 10. What's, you might ask? 7.5 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Living room bathtubs. <gasps> unmediated plates. Mm. Bubbles and squeaks. <laughs> jello shots. Mm. Books about ribs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: First kisses. Princes of darkness. Yes aboriginal dances assless pants yay. mr october's also yay paul conrad's yes. courtside seats mm-hmm. unwatched documentaries mm-hmm. eunice crane's beef stews mm-hmm. poor suckers <laughs> giant valves being Howard emt programs
1: wow that was that was a very comprehensive list of amazing things that happened this season
0: it really takes you on a journey you can really place some of these things with the episode they were in um so okay let's look at our combined average um so if we don't drop high and low we had this at a 6.97 out of 10 this season. If we do drop high and low, it does climb over the seven market, 7.12 out of 10. Comparatively uh, season one, we were at 7.39 and seven. No, we were at 7.585. We just had the combined average one way with that. Uh, With season two, It was 7.63 and 7.78 respectively. So we were up over seven and a half last season. And this one, we were just hovering around the seven mark. So I would say this did, this did drop for us. Um, Not maybe as much as I might've thought. I don't know. I I think we were
1: kind of consistent. Well, I think yours, it was like, what? 7.7, 7.5, 7.3. Whereas mine was like 7.2, 7.5, 6.5. <laughs> so clearly season three dropped off big time for me. And well, the thing is, down. you had two episodes that you rated at a one. Yeah.
0: So even if I dropped one of the ones, that other one is so... gonna drag you way, way down. Um so
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: We both had a 10 in this season, though,
1: which is cool. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, if they didn't want their rating drop, they shouldn't have created that crap, those two crap episodes. That's not, huh? <laughs> oh, so uh, my, my goodness. That's my view.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the one where we rated it Aboriginal, or where I rated it in Aboriginal dances, you had a one and I had a 2.5. So that was a dark yeah. day for us.
1: Yeah, I remember there was one that we agreed on. We were just like, oh. This is rough.
0: Yeah. Was
1: that a a good egg? It was. That was probably a good egg. Yeah. I was going to put worst episode, a good egg. And then I was like, I don't remember what I rated it, but it couldn't have been good.
0: (laughs) That might be the worst episode we ever have in terms of our, our average
1: rating. I think so, because... If we just went with your ratings, then it would be obviously uh whatever. Helpful love learn. Yeah. For love learn. Yeah. But I brought that one way up. Yeah, you had so. a much
0: higher rating. Um, I don't know if we'll we ever get as 10. low as that ever again. So listen, folks, okay, writers. <laughs> we have made a statement about a good egg, and that's how it is. It's how it's gonna be. Oh, keto. Yep. Um mm-hmm. yeah. So that's that's our average ratings that's a little bit of math for today but you know what Fish I think it's time for us to share audience feedback yes because you know after you listen to this tape you have to erase it yep um we've got a we've got a smattering um I'll start with a simple comment here uh or a short comment I should say from uh hold on a minute joey potter jibes pantalonis okay <laughs> um i think that's i think that's I really what that was supposed it. to say yeah. uh who writes dr pavone a queen i've yeah. always loved Aquino, but especially in this role yeah we agree um I mean, what else does there to say? I mean, this woman changes the course of things when she enters the screen. She often redirects Felicity completely and changes the whole trajectory of where the show is about to go in a positive way. So thank you to Buffon. Um Let's go back to Leon here for a minute, shall we? Yeah,
1: let's revisit him.
0: So at Insta.Mickey says... Leon and his leather pants Mm -hmm. loved him with Natalie but maybe this path was a little self-destructive so not like Noel to drop college so he went back to his old ways in the end it was good to see a different side of his character and for him it was a good lesson learned
1: I believe the pants were pleather from from reviewing my notes I believe Javier makes a comment Um, which is, it's even more unfortunate, really. Um, (laughs) as I said, we're stressed. Yeah. There you have it.
0: You'll always be my first husband, (laughs) Leon. (laughs) Oh God. Um, love that. Uh, okay. Well, Fish, I just wanted to throw you a bone here with Molly. So at Disneyland says i did not care for molly or
1: james thank you thank you at Missyland, i also did not care for molly
0: um at galinsky underscore regarding jane's interests i think she is a manic pixie dream girl set up for noel to fawn over but in this case She's not there to make Noel look or feel great, but actually to make him dig a hole, a very big, morally duplicitous hole. (laughs) I love,
1: I love that a hole was just described as morally duplicitous. Feels right. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I hadn't thought of it. Like, so Manic Pixie Dream Girl is a trope. It's a trope often referred to in movies, particularly because... TV shows sort of give you more time to flesh out a character. Um but you know, Manic Pixie Dream Girl, like I guess some people would describe like Kate Winslet's character in Eternal Sunshine as
1: that or I don't know, just like I mean, it's Tyra Banks. Yeah. So like you're ha- I mean, you're more than halfway there just yeah. putting her on camera.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Cause I guess like that, that would lead me to believe that uh, Golensky underscore thinks the opposite of the way that I do about, uh, about Jane. Um, of us. But, you know, that they just sort of flush these things out about her enough that it's about, no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, um, and I, and I do agree with that, but I think, uh, but what they tell her of us makes me think she's got a lot of interests and has a full character we're just not getting more of it than is relevant to the story so um like I think I kind of think about her the same way I think about Pam Pammy Pam Um, they they told us a lot about Pam for the little bit of time that we had with her I, I think they they told us more about Jane but they told us a lot about Pam, and they made her this really interesting person who was very different than all the other characters we saw on the show, and she's a unique figure in this world when she meets Ben. And um, and she was the kind of person that I wanted to know more about, but they didn't give us more about her, but I would have been happy to have it.
1: I think that's that's a criticism that I kind of think, I don't know, has followed multiple female characters, like, yes, you have those two, but you also have Megan, right? Where it's like, she doesn't get as much screen time and big plots as Sean. I mean, now we do have the main character being Felicity. So you could argue that like Ben and Noel are just sort of not as fleshed out as Felicity. I don't know if that's entirely true. Um, I mean, I guess I
0: I think of it as sort of like the reverse with with Megan, Julie and Delina. I would say that, like, it makes sense. I think that the writers went well out of their way to give us a lot of information about characters like Pam and Jane. And so they weren't in a lot of episodes. They didn't have a lot of screen time, but they told us a ton about them and they made them these almost full, complete people for us. But then you get characters like Megan, Julie, and Elena, who are heavily underutilized in this show. And I think Megan, like, c- kind of criminally never gets her own storylines after season one. You could argue the same thing for season one itself. Um Elena and Julie do, but there are long periods where they don't know what to do with those people. And so, like, you can absolutely mention, like, oh, yeah, here are some major storylines they've had. And between those storylines, it's a nothing burger. So it's, um, I don't know. I don't know what that says. I feel like
1: they needed more balance
0: in the writer's room.
1: Yeah. Yeah i mean they were focused in on the main three i guess
0: they were in their minds they were and i i don't know in a way almost in some ways i almost feel like ruby was a more fleshed out character than like more consistently fleshed out than like an elena or julie because they they never sort of dropped off it was consistent. Like the amount they told us about Ruby, they kind of kept it there.
1: Yeah, but I until also feel left. like she was pretty blah for most of it. So, like, while she was on screen, it wasn't like, you know, she, she doesn't have the. We don't get to meet her parents, right? And the, I don't know. I just didn't find it particularly them, interesting
0: but, we keep, but she keeps talking about them. I mean, interesting is a different thing. Um but giving us a picture of her as a person. Like you know that you don't see her parents, but she know that they're you know that they're there. You kind of get a sense of their dynamic. She talks about what it was like to tell them she was pregnant. you feel when she comes back in the season finale that there's a level of support there from her parents in her family unit. Now, Um, you know, she talks about, you know, she tells her story of like the the windmills and her interest in art history. You know, they have, you, they name some classes she's taking.
1: um, I just think it's easier to, flesh out somebody who's not as interesting because like were you to flesh out Megan I just feel I mean even in the little stories that she drops you know it's like I had this guy and he was obsessed with me and then he went insane and it's like if you were to actually like figure out why Megan is Megan and like consistently bring her across all the seasons it would just be Harder, you know, and but it would thing, take more time.
0: But the, I think the reason why that's frustrating for me with Megan in particular is that she isn't the same. She changes as a character quite a lot from season one to season four. And one of the things, and this this is it's not spoiler free podcast. One of the things that they'll sort of show us a glimpse into in season four is that her relationship with her parents is extremely different. Um, like if you remember back to season one, they were almost like Stepford, like, I don't know, it was, it was this bizarre, like she's wearing florals and she's not herself and she's, they're going to museums and they're very, you know, they're rich and fancy and, and stodgy. And I don't know, like there's, there's just a, like almost a creepiness about them. Well, her and father's
1: then, a vampire.
0: Yeah. I mean.
1: I don't see how you can do that
0: um remember that one guys yeah you just got rewarded for listening to this podcast for years um (laughs) so like when we when we see these little glimpses of them in season four she has a very different relationship she's much more herself she's maybe entirely herself with them and to me that's really interesting how did she get from one place to the other and that was there. They put the seeds of that in the show and didn't develop any of it. And I think, you know, there's probably other stuff that you could look at like that, like that too, you know, the, where they are giving you these hints of things that are happening, but not actually talking about her storyline. Um,
1: yeah. Like, I mean, I think she is should. She,
0: is she going to become a teacher? You know, like yeah. they opened that up. Where could that go? And they just I absolutely didn't.
1: wanted to see that. And like, what about Chris and the relationship with Sean afterward? Um, like there were plenty like I'm I agree that they should have fleshed these characters out more. I think it would have taken more screen time than someone like a Ruby. But that's not to say that they shouldn't have done it. Like I think Elena and I mean, I feel like Julie, they fleshed out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, she's sad. And that's Julie. Yeah. Um, but Elena and, and Megan in particular don't get a lot. And we also don't get, I personally think we don't get enough of Richard. I feel like I would like to know where he came from. I want to meet Richard's parents. I want to see what created President Code.
0: Like a graduation of Richard episode where you see the family dinner table with Richard's parents and his six brothers and sisters because he's number four right smack in the middle.
1: Yes. I want the whole brood and I just, I don't know. I want to see it. I want to see how it happened. I want to see how he interacts with them. I want to see all of them ignore him, which is why he craves attention from Noel so much. Um, Yeah. I just i want it okay more richard
0: spinoff all right that seems fair um let's move on to our next comment which is a richard themed comment and i thought huh. just it, it's a it's a yeah. short comment but one that i felt needed to be brought in at heather Anna o'brien noticed for the first time as well the richard dancing with the tree and and to all good night it says ah, <laughs> this is amazing I
1: miss it. Now I need to watch it again. <laughs> Which is exactly what we did. Um, I don't know. It just stuck out to me as if the first, as if it was the first time watching it. I was just like, this moment, this one. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. We also have, so at Jekka's has done the good hard work of really the investigative work that we should have been doing, but didn't. And we left it for the audience to do. Jekazip did it with three different things. Uh, Well, really two different things. Um, But I'm going to put all of these as separate comments because they all deserve their time in the sun. Uh, First of all, Uh, At Jekazip says, the new theme song is horrible, but it was co-written by JJ and Andrew Jarecki of The Jinx, The Life and Deaths of Robert Durst fame. I believe the song is sung by Andrew, too. I miss the black and white photos and the eerily eerily beautiful song with no lyrics that really seemed to fit Felicity before the network basically forced them to add more colors, more group scenes, and a catchier theme song.
1: Certainly is catchier.
0: Yeah, it seems fair I I hear you I hear you on that uh I don't know I, I don't, we haven't had a lot of people say they love the, the new theme song so I don't know maybe it's a small sample size we're getting but this you're in good company at check is it now for the questions that tortured us mm-hmm. regarding how Ben knew what frat to go to mm-hmm The name of the fraternity is at the bottom of the picture that was in the email sent out to everyone. So that's how Ben (laughs) knew where to go. At the top of the picture, it says, Uh who knows how to party? But at the bottom, it says, go beta, theta, psi. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Question
1: answered.
0: Yeah. And in such a way where I feel like, how did I not see this? Um, Oops.
1: Yes. Question answered and successfully made hosts feel dumb good
0: job. <laughs> That's so great. Um, but it is also really fun if you ignore the accuracy of Jekazip's Zip's answer and you imagine what we were imagining of Ben just like walking up Every and down fraternity. the street, just being like, do you know my girlfriend? Like pointing at the picture. Did you guys take this? No. Okay. All right. Um, and just, you know, canvassing.
1: Yeah. Very funny.
0: Um, also
1: funny, but yeah, we should have noticed that. I mean, we noticed Richard with the tree. We can't notice everything.
0: Well, thank God for JuggaZip, is all I'm yeah.
1: saying.
0: And goodness. we got this is this one is huge. I oh at JuggaZip. I have no idea how you found this. And this is going to be hard to communicate through podcast. So we will also need to drop a link to this in our show notes and probably on Instagram. Remember everybody in the christening. When Ben gets the ridiculous-looking TV, yeah,
1: and Fish and that? I
0: spent what was it, an hour and a half <laughs> trying to figure out if it was a TV sitting atop a dishwasher, yes. or a laundry a machine. washing machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were like, "What is this? What is, is happening here?" Real? So, okay, this is only going to come across halfway spoken, but I just want you all to know that at Jack Azep, spent. I don't even know how she found this. She says, hi, ladies, this is super random, but I figured you would appreciate it. I was doing some Felicity-related Googling, and I ended up doing a sort of deep dive to try to figure out the TV that Ben buys in episode one for their apartment with the living room bathtub. Well, lo and behold, I found the Sony KP5010 at this website, which we will put in the show notes. And I'm pretty sure it's one and the same as the one Ben buys. Okay, guys, when you look up the Sony KP 5010, <laughs> it is the TV. <laughs> I don't understand how, Jet. like, when Jekazip says sort of deep dive, <laughs> I think it's an understatement. Let's call yeah. a spade a spade here. Yeah. All right.
1: Scuba diving.
0: This is like, I don't even know where you begin. To try to find, like, TV featured in Felicity episode one, <laughs> season three. Um, it is, I think it was called, like, the first rear projection TV.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Um, and the reason it's so weird is that it's projecting onto itself. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> crazy.
1: So, um. Ben 100% found this on the side of the road. And just brought it in, and that's where the Mega Rat came from.
0: I guess my question is, like, how did the set designers find this?
1: On the side of the room, <laughs> I
0: suppose.
1: No, someone probably had it somewhere, or, like, it was donated to some kind of, like, school production, and one of them saw it and was like, that's the TV.
0: Wow. Um, I think we all just need to give an award to add check uh, I, I, I am gonna make sure that we get this link out there so that you can all see the fantastic work that's been done. But if, if, you know, in the absence of that, if you're just listening to this and maybe you can look up pictures of the Sony KP 5010 and just, it takes your right back.
1: Yeah, wow. um, I'm gonna give an award to JackaZip. Um, it is for the most prolific and detailed Felicity researcher, as well as uh, the best looking and also best personality. Wow! All the things. It's amazing. Yeah, that's the kind of rewards you all
0: get when yeah. you
1: do research. Uh huh. Just remember that um gold star for them
0: i have to say there have been some listeners for the past seasons that like really brought to light some really cool information for us like uh you know getting the actual contemptuous sardonic website link was a super fun find i don't know there is and
1: there was something about the ukrainian versus serbian or whatever chocolates Yeah, uh,
0: Estonian,
1: Estonian, mm-hmm. that's it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, you know, we love it at this point. In the when you're this much of a Felicity fan, there's some deep diving <laughs> we can do, and we're no. doing it. We're doing the work here. On
1: this I mean, thing. not actually us, but not you, us. you we were just, doing the work, you we get the credit for to this. Do the
0: work, and then sometimes you guys do it, and it's amazing, it's awesome. It's uh, just- mind-blowing i i feel my whole world is a better place now having learned about the sony kp5010 uh yeah. this is i mean it. it is this is it for me yeah so that is that caps off our audience feedback for season oh. three
1: that was amazing
0: yeah you guys are awesome we heart you
1: we do time yeah
0: well fish <clears> hmm <throat> This may be our favorite segment after that. I mean, like, <laughs> this is always wild. So we're into the fishes prediction segment. And I think the first thing we need to do, it would be fun for all of us, I'm sure to listen back to what you had predicted for this season. Yes. Uh, last at the end of last season and just see how, how that lined know? up before we talk about season yeah. four.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I did not get much right. Yeah. Okay. Um, But I also did paint myself into a bit of a corner by making them very specific. And I have not made that same mistake this time. All right. So my first prediction, co-presidents Richard Code and Carol Manning will ban all chalking on campus after students take to the sidewalks to aggressively and colorfully demand their free pizzas on Fridays. Also, no one will ever get free pizza. Wow, you like got from, every
0: single piece of that wrong
1: yeah I was gonna say it seemed like actually people <laughs> did get free pizza sure did. I mean Molly comments on it mm-hmm. I mean yet again I'm stymied by Molly um I'm just saying okay so it seems like um that was 100% incorrect right um <laughs> number two Ben will become a kid's basketball coach felicity will find it super sexy and i will stick a fork in my eye only one third of that came true
0: the fork part
1: yeah okay. and why molly yep <laughs> <laughs> oh, i feel like i get a third of a point for that
0: like guys <laughs> listeners you know like you might be thinking melissa you know fish really well but face it, you also were able to answer those questions in real time
1: okay yeah yeah um number three we will continue to hear the unnamed felicity theme music from episode 13 and we'll continue to hate it every time i actually never noticed it this season so i didn't I either
0: like i know it comes up again in season four okay uh yeah. but i think you're right i don't think we heard it this season
1: yeah did not get that
0: yeah i mean the times that
1: melissa sings it i continue to hate it Mm -hmm. but it wasn't actually either it wasn't in the show or i didn't notice it yeah uh four ben and felicity will break up at least twice that Hmm. doesn't happen right
0: well uh what do you classify the randy situation as is that a breakup
1: That's a possible. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like. And then the Avery stuff. I mean, the Avery stuff, I think. Was a like mini breakup.
0: I'm going to give you half a point for this one, because I think you could make an argument that there was an actual break. Well, I don't know. For Randy. Half a point. Shall we? That's not a that's not a fail. That's not a a complete fail
1: like all the other ones <laughs> um all right so then i was given a little uh a little heads up on this one so noel, noel will grow far too much facial hair and start referring to himself in the third person as leon uh-huh. his friends will have him committed you had it way all the way until the end there right but there was an intervention I feel like they didn't have him committed but there was an intervention
0: um those are different things (laughs) you know but uh you know I think it gets partial credit right because you know the Hmm. whole beginning of that was
1: right yeah as I said very specific <laughs> i mean you took the hard way out here because yes. you
0: you knew the part where that you had been spoiled on and
1: you could have just left it there but uh, no
0: but you over not, not the way i go yeah
1: um this one i got 100 percent right okay assless chaps will go up for me like a notch no done um this one if i just changed one word I would have gotten 100% right. Mm-hmm. Um, While well, giving a kidney to her father, Julie will die. That is not what happened.
0: Which word do you want to change to make that right?
1: Uh, okay, I need two words. Yeah. While not giving a kidney to her father, he will, he die. will die. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. There yeah. we go. There we go. Yeah. Two words. I was running the numbers. I was like, wait.
1: Yeah. Well, one. <laughs> one more yeah um yeah uh the next one
0: wait well say it again what you have I got
1: that wrong while giving a kidney to her father Julie will die I did not get that correct no part of that was correct
0: no but I think um okay we knew at the end of season two that her dad was sick that he needed a kidney. Okay.
1: Yeah, because one of my like bi- the biggest shock from last season for me was Julie's mom wants her kidneys.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you had information
1: and you yeah. came to the conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, Felicity will finally paint something. Sure does that right. Yep. Yeah. On the largest canvases ever all
0: of them every
1: single one yeah yeah um I went real deep with this one and it did not pay off so Tracy and Elena will take a tantric sex course their ongoing competition pushes Tracy to finish first every time which ultimately leads to the downfall of their relationship everything about that is yeah that's they actually had sex, and and that is what, in addition to Elena not ever listening to him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: led to the downfall of their relationship.
0: Okay. Good effort, if it
1: though. is over, I mean now now there's a ring, so um, uh, just like hundred percent wrong.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> um, and number ten, we will continue to be adorable. Yeah. I feel like I got that one. Guaranteed, yeah. The safe prediction, I think. Let's see, that gives me uh, two, uh, one, two, three, four, and one third points. Okay, well done out of of ten. Yeah, (laughs) not bad. Uh, No, it's it's bad, but it's okay. okay. Yeah,
0: do you really want to be able to predict everything that's going to happen in a show? Not necessarily.
1: It's true. Yeah. Um Now, I feel like I've gotten a lot more spoilers for season four. Okay. Just, you know, so I feel, and I also took the conservative route. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I'm going to get more of these right. Okay. All right. First one. Ben will study a lot. Okay. I <laughs> think that has been established. Um, two. This is my personal opinion. I can't imagine it's going to be any other way. But Tracy and Elena's engagement will be a trade wreck. Okay. I just can't imagine this this going well. Um. Yeah. Three. I, this part of me just hopes for this. Uh. For him, Richard gets a girlfriend. I hope at -hmm. some point someone loves him Um, besides a tree Mm -hmm. or every main character will at some point say, can I talk to you for a second? Mm -hmm. That feels like it's got to happen. It's got to. Yeah. All right. This is a big one. I'm going out on a ledge here, but I think Megan and Sean, are gonna get married. I don't think Tracy and Alina are gonna be the ones to get married. Cause I feel like in every show you have to have that couple that like really does get married. And it seems like the two of them, I don't know, I just, I feel like they're gonna make it. Okay. I mean, Megan will probably make Sean feel really bad the whole time, but I feel like I'm going to put that out there into the world. All right. Um, the documentary will take off and make Sean a multimillionaire. Just kidding. That's not going to happen. Um, so you're saying. Not, no, it's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Nothing will ever happen with the documentary.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Bold move.
1: Kind of hoping that that season four is not half documentary again. <laughs> Because I mean as much as I like it sometimes, I'm like, it's old now. It's it's old. Alright. Um seven. Noel will continue to be the loser guy friend and will end up working at Dean and DeLuca's Wow. I mean Javier did offer him the job and he now does not have a job. That's so very true. sad. And we know he can't leave the show because He's like a third of the main characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, This one I got a little spoiled on, so I know at least part of it's right. Felicity will fall into a deep depression, but Noel will help her out of it, and she will be fine by graduation. Okay. I'm I'm like 99.9% sure that this one will happen there will be time travel and it will cause Melissa to throw a highlighter okay yeah and 10 as always we will continue to be adorable yeah we're gonna do our darndest um wow
0: well I appreciate that you didn't that you stayed a little less specific with this one, because when I heard you make your predictions last time, I was like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I specifically remember having that reaction with the Leon one, because I was like, oh, man, you almost, you almost had this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, guys, that's what we think we might be looking for in season four
1: yeah note the lack of prediction in season three having anything to do with ruby and her baby because melissa didn't tell me about it until yeah. like the first or second episode
0: this and then every season. single and then every single episode you yep. predicted something that was not at all not good close. not gonna happen
1: yeah. until the last episode and yeah I
0: wonder yeah. if i could find something else to do that with. we'll <laughs> see we'll see i mean no magic, i'm not gonna
1: fall yeah. for it again i'm not gonna fall for it again
0: Fair enough. I find it interesting you didn't try to make any predictions around Lauren.
1: I know. I thought about it, and then I was like, hmm, I don't know anything.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't, all I know is there's, I mean, I could have predicted someone named Lauren will show up.
0: Yeah. But I don't,
1: I don't, you said the plot was useless, and so I was like, I don't really know anything that would fit because it's useless. I, I don't know.
0: yeah. She's in so much, and I so am against it. It's fine. Uh, okay, Whatever we'll get there, won't we when we hit season four and let's let's break that down because, as you all know, uh we usually take a little break between seasons just because, look, I mean the amount of coverage <laughs> we do. we talk for hours upon hours upon hours of forty minute episodes. so uh. we're going to here's the plan so we are going to so we always drop our episodes on like thursday early morning um we're gonna miss two thursdays however you want to count that there is some argument between me and fish whether that's two weeks (laughs) or three weeks yeah so to be clear there are going to be two Thursdays where you're not going to hear from us on a new podcast and then we will be back for season four we'll dive right into the first episode of season four on the way back which you know what I don't have that in front of me so let me pull up the name of season four uh and I will filibuster here because I think I said it maybe at the end of our episode 17 podcast um, and I didn't ask you for any predictions there. So the, um, the title of the, of season four, episode one is the declaration. That's where we're going to pick up again with this. I don't know if you have any thoughts on what we might cover there.
1: I, mean, I feel like Noel has already declared his love. So, I mean, that would have been my go-to, mm-hmm. um, The Declaration. I mean, I figure whatever is happening over the summer, there has to be some sort of resolution to it, and that probably is involved in the Declaration. So either it's Ben coming back and saying, I need to study, we can't be together, or Noel like re-saying that he loves Felicity, or Felicity, Declaring she's into one or the other of them or she just needs to be alone. Like it's something of that nature, I have a feeling. Okay. Well, those are the
0: predictions there. And once again, we will cover that. We're missing two Thursdays and then we'll be back on another Thursday. Either two or three weeks, depending on how you look at it.
1: Uh (laughs) That was a preemptive. (laughs) Preemptive clock.
0: That was was uh, yeah, it was indeed a preemptive clock.
1: It's a move. Pre-emptive. Okay, guys? It is. It's a move you she can has, use in life. She has not said which one of us thinks it is which. So I she is not putting her like hand on the scale. I do not feel necessary to defend my unknown position. Yeah. <laughs> it's two weeks. Two weeks. It's just two what? weeks. What? It's three weeks. <laughs> I already caught. <clucked>.
0: I pre-clocked.
1: <laughs> You did. I guess it doesn't end all arguments.
0: <laughs> I think what we've learned here is that Dr. Zwick exercises are not always as effective as you want them to be. Yeah. Um granted, I didn't I, I started the argument with it and sort of ending, I don't know.
1: Yeah. You guys fair. are
0: pre-clucked. Okay. And she
1: did. I mean, I love you for that.
0: Uh, well, I don't know. Anything else that we need to cover here as we finish out season
1: three I don't think so I think can you believe it God, I know three? what the heck it feels it does feel like it's been a while but it, it also feels <laughs> like I mean did I ever think we would get this far I mean I kind of did but I didn't I didn't actually imagine it feeling this way no it's yeah. like We've actually done three whole seasons.
0: It's wild, it's especially amazing. when you consider how many like minutes per episode. Uh, <laughs> it's
1: wild. Yeah.
0: So here we are. All right. Well, guess that's it for today, Fish. So until next time, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone.
1: I'm a fish. Bye. Bye everyone.